0: Hello and welcome to Better Words. My name is Caitlin and I'm just a bookish babe. And I'm Michelle and I'm from the Unfinished Bookshelf. Oh, okay. What have you been
1: up to lately, Michelle? Well, actually, so you know how we recorded an episode that went up a little while ago just talking about how we were feeling a bit down about Instagram and Mm -hmm. our blogs in general and just kind of- Struggling with the motivation, reading slumps, et cetera, et cetera. Lacking motivation. So I worked on that. Um, and I have I think found my groove with Instagram at least and um, mm-hmm. do a blog post this week because I'm acting editor at work and yeah just too I busy I just don't have time we barely um, had time to record this episode yeah my work computer is like next to the computer we're recording on because the edition is still not finished and I have to finish recording this after uh, sorry I have to finish working on it after we record this, yeah, so um, people can go
0: out. Yeah, <laughs> news
1: doesn't stop. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, news doesn't stop, and I have to finish working on this newspaper. Uh, but it's fun. It's challenging. It's 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 really interesting to be given the opportunity to do it too. It's it's always good to have yeah. a challenge, isn't it? Even if it's really tiring at the end. Yeah. So I didn't do a blog post this week, but I've kind of found my groove with Instagram a little bit. And it's partly because of this podcast I've been listening to, which I found really, really inspiring. And it's really helped me with some of those questions about, you know, like finding the right following and I guess just motivation and knowing that you're not alone and that other people go through this too. Um, so that podcast is called Hashtag Authentic, hashtag the word spelled out. And it's by Sarah Tasker from the... Um, lovely Instagram feed me and Aula, And I've just found it really motivating. So I downloaded like all the episodes and I've been working my way through them. So she talks about things like why people follow and unfollow on Instagram and like why that's a bad strategy. Um, Avoiding the comparison trap on social media I found Mm. really helpful. And the other one I just was listening to that I found really super, super helpful was managing self-doubt. Yeah. Uh, So I highly recommend that for any, and even though it's focused on Instagram and growing your audience, I think it's so applicable to so many situations. I definitely recommend it for people. So yeah, I found that really, really good. And like for the first time ever, I'm posting daily on Instagram and I'm really happy with my photos and stuff. And it's just such a weird turnaround from where we were and the headspace I was in like two weeks ago when we put that post up. So yeah that's been exciting.
0: That's very very good. I'm very happy for you however I am still struggling with it a little bit. Um, I actually remember telling you yesterday Michelle I that sent you, you a list of things I avoided doing. And on my
1: my reply weekend. was oh my goodness looking at the list of stuff you haven't done is making me so anxious
0: <laughs> because oh. I
1: just have a million things and even if I'm not We had a really busy day on Saturday because we had an interview, an exciting interview coming up, which we're Mm -hmm. really, you know, I don't want to say excited again, but we're looking forward to sharing it with everyone. But Jack came home from work and he was like, how's your day? And I was like, oh, I've done nothing. Well, I mean, I've done nothing of the things that I was supposed to do today, but, like, I've cleaned this in the house and I've done this many loads of washing and, oh, we recorded an interview. So, like, I'm always doing stuff, even – well, yeah. especially lately, I haven't really had a chance to totally chill for a few weeks. So, all my weekends, it's like, I've got six loads of washing to do and stuff because I leave it all to the weekend.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, see, that was the thing is that on the weekend, this past weekend, I had a bit of a busy day on Saturday as well. And then on Sunday, I read Mindy Kelling's whole first book is Everyone mm. Hanging Out Without Me um, and avoided doing a lot of washing because I looked in my wardrobe and I was like, I can survive. <laughs> um, I did clean the kitchen. I did not make any food like for the week for meal prep. Thank God my oh, mom made I'm me do so dinner.
1: slack with meal prep, hey. Oh, I'm oh. thinking
0: so bad with it.
1: Oh. And that makes it sound like I actually do it, which I don't. So I'm just slack with my life planning with that stuff in mm. general. But have I got all my Instagram posts? You know, oh, plan for the week. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: you know, just Train, to it is like Harry Potter, where they're like, she needs to sort out her, her priorities. priorities. <laughs> I think we've got yeah. them pretty well sorted.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! And like, because I'm in a bit of a stressed situation at work today, and when I get stressed, I just fall down a hole of like online shopping. So on my lunch break, I haven't bought anything yet because I'm trying to convince myself not to because, you know, holidays and stuff that we're saving for. But, like, on my lunch break, I was just scrolling through, like, Lit Emporium and Nook and Burrow and just, like, do I really need another bookish tote bag? Yeah. Yeah, I think I do. But I'm really trying Mm -hmm. to convince myself not to, or maybe to at least wait until the week is over, but I think tonight I'll probably just go and buy some more stuff. Oh, my God. I know, right? I just, it's like, it's a reward, but it's just my go-to. Th- it's terrible habit. It's a terrible habit.
0: Yeah. I bought um, three books online on, like, Saturday night. Oh, my gosh. What did you get? I got um, Girling Up by May and Balik because I've just been dying to read that for, like, months I've mentioned it, that it's been on my TBR whenever we've talked about TBRs like three times on this podcast. Yeah, I'm trying to picture it. Didn't you? The one that's about like, um, so Maine bellick was the child actress who was yeah, on Blossom and she's on Big Bang Theory. No, that? I haven't bought it. No. Were you looking at it in a shop though? You bought something else instead. I remember you yeah, holding the book exactly. and showing me. I found it yes. in...
1: Oh, you got Fighting Islam instead.
0: Yeah, which I have not read, but like, yeah. Um, I'm just like, I swear I saw you holding that book. Yeah, I know. I have seen it in real life, (laughs) held it in my hands, but I didn't buy it. Um, Yeah, so I got that and Domina um, and Neverland because unfortunately- I tried to buy it at the start of April, and I've yeah. had some online shopping issues, so my order got cancelled. And I had to buy things again. And so when I did that, I added two more books to the to the swag to make it worthwhile and make myself feel a bit better. Um, speaking of, if you want
1: to join in our uh, Better Words Book Club reading for April uh we are reading Neverland which yes is why Caitlin's bought it yes and by Margot
0: McGovern who
1: has joined us on this podcast a couple of yeah, months ago she was awesome yeah loved so cool um and on April 27 which is a Friday mm-hmm. sometime in the evening probably about 7 30 although we haven't confirmed a time yeah, yet so maybe we shouldn't no. April 27
0: <sighs> it's a Friday but it'll no be time. Like, it'll yet. be after I finish work well so, yeah um, it'll be in the evening it'll but be in we the haven't evening confirmed a time yet Of April
1: 27 so all you people that are grandmas like us and aren't out partying on Friday night please join us and special 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 guest Margot McGovern who will be there to answer all your questions um we want you to submit questions to Margot but we'll also have some discussion questions about the book so if you've read it you don't have to have read it this month but if you've read it and you want to come and join us we would love to have you
0: yeah and even if you are a party animal and are planning on going out on Friday night It'll be on, like, early, so you can do this and then, like, pre-game and then go you can, out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can pre-drink while you do this, actually. Exactly. That would make it a lot more interesting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so the other thing that I just want to mention um, in this intro before we move on um, is that I have finally watched Doctor Strange, um, a yeah. Marvel movie I have not seen. So now mm. the only one I have to watch that I had sort of missed the past couple of years before going to see Infinity War. Mm-hmm is Thor Rangarok. So that's the third Thor movie. So I'll I'll watch that this week probably at some point because Infinity War comes out on Anzac Day, I believe. I know that you only watch
1: Marvel movies, but now that Wonder Woman is on Netflix, are you going to watch it? I am going to watch it,
0: but not before Infinity War. Okay. I thought about it the other day and I was like, no, I can't confuse myself. I'm just going (laughs) to stick to Marvel for the moment and then I will go on. But yes, I really enjoyed Doctor Strange, actually, when I remember seeing the trailer and I was like, oh my God, too confusing. Nah, I'm just going to skip over this one. And then I was like, "No, be be a committed fan, Caitlin. You can oh do gosh. it." And I watched it with my younger brother. Um, and it was actually really, really good. Magic is like easier to understand when they try and bring like science and like stuff into it. I'm like logical explanation. I'm like, for don't get logical with me. They've mm. got superpowers, mm. so this one is a bit more magical, um, and mystical. Which is just like I didn't have to understand some great explanation. It was like this. Woo! done, <laughs> you know, like it was good. Um And it was also very funny because about halfway through the movie I had this amazing realisation because Doctor Strange is played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. Um, what prompted this was actually that I thought that Martin Freeman was in Black Panther so now they're like both in the, in <gasps> Sherlock the Marvel. Sherlock and Doctor Watson. Exactly, so they're like both in this Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't know if Martin Freeman is in Infinity War. I don't know if his character was really that – important like Mm. for the whole thing but um (laughs) i just thought that like if there isn't a joke in infinity war where someone and i'm guessing like tony stark um robert Downey jr's character doesn't say to doctor strange oh no shit sherlock that is just a huge waste (laughs) like what a missed opportunity they've got to make this joke they've got to (laughs) have you watched sherlock no, I have not watched I have you don't not even watched like any sherlock Holmes no, do you? i don't I haven't really watched any of it, <sighs> but I just think that would be a huge missed opportunity and like what a great in joke yeah I like I do I, like that that would be funny, yeah, I also really want Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pratt, and Chris Evans to be all standing next to each other at some point, and someone walks in and goes like, "Oh hey, and they all turn around because they're all named Chris, so actually, funny. you
1: know we had a story once where there were four Chrises in the same room, which was oh, like wow. some ridiculous statistical improbability yeah because there was like our um there was the photographer chris there was like the cameraman was called chris and then like two people who were being interviewed were called chris it was really (laughs) funny and um chris the photographer always says it was so weird because everyone was like chris 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 Chris, and everyone's like oh my gosh which one i know it happens sometimes because our local federal member is called michelle too so sometimes if people are just like oh why isn't michelle answering her phone or something and i'm like oh Oh wait, no, not me. Not
0: That's me. Like <laughs> you could just come over to my desk. I'm right here. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's so funny. It, it's yeah. weird, isn't it?
0: I know, names are so funny. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um All right. Well I think we're good there. We can probably yeah, move okay. on to our discussion all topic good. for this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so a while ago,
1: like last year, like months and months ago.
0: It was one of our It was one of our It was one of our first episodes. Few... Maybe like in the first oh, 10 yeah yeah um, episodes we did a episode about
1: book adaptations you can go back and listen to it if you're a new listener it's called is the book better and we're not going to be much more creative with this title either yeah we haven't you thought you we, we haven't
0: thought of it yet but um, speak for yourself I've thought of it have you
1: okay yes. <laughs> um, so yeah we promised we would do another adaptation and we've been waiting until the perfect opportunity and that opportunity has presented itself because we both went and watched Love, Simon the other day. As have
0: many of you. Many, many, um, many. This has been one of, like, the biggest movie adaptations, like, It's so exciting. Years. Like, I don't think everyone uh, has been this excited for a movie, like, for a book like adaptation. The like, like a, Fault in Our Stars or Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And they came out a while ago. Like, Fault in Our Stars came out, like, four years ago. Yeah. Oh, damn, it came out four years ago. Yeah, you and know how I know that because I had to do a story
1: oh, at work about how everyone was seeing it and it was oh. like the next big thing. Oh,
0: wow. Well, <laughs> yeah. That's cute. Yeah, regional okay. news. Woo. <laughs> yeah, nothing happened that day. <laughs> no, that's all right. So, love, Simon. Um, before we talk too much about the movie, um, I think we mentioned already I re- – re
1: through your reread of it. Yeah, I
0: read the book – um, Simon vs. the Homo Sapiens Agenda by Becky Albertalli. Um, I read it in 2015 at some point. I'm going to say the end of 2015. I don't really know. Um, and reread it this year on Australia Day Long Weekend. Um, I then took forever to return it to the library and Michelle was trying to borrow it. Um, and then you just – I got, borrowed it and got, I started it. But got stuck and into uni. I was, uni I was too stuck
1: and, into uni and yeah. – yeah. Because my uni this semester is a lot of like short fiction and also like creative, literary, non-fiction sort of work. I was in a totally different headspace mm. and just not in a space to properly enjoy a really light-hearted, well not, not that it's light-hearted, but a light contemporary It is a contemporary, novel. so we can, yeah. Like I was really in-depth of writing, like I'm reading you know, the works of, like, these amazing writers. Not that Becky Albertalli's not, but it's a different type of writing. Mm. And so I just wasn't in the right headspace, so I returned it. And I maybe I'll return to it. Maybe I'll read it one day. But I also feel kind of content just watching the movie and loving yeah. it and not having to add it to my ginormous to-be-read pile. Like exactly. Like, it might and- be something I pick up from the library one day, but I don't think I'd buy it and add to my enormous pile of unread books.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and you know that is something that's like kind of the point of movie turning yeah of turning movies books into movies I should say is to bring them to a wider audience mm. um and while i'm sure you know heaps of people read the book before it was turned into a movie or only heard of the story and read it before the movie came out or have gone and bought it to read it now that they've seen it You know any combination of those sorts of things, many people will have watched it and are never going to read it. Yeah, But
1: like going out and buying it as soon as you watch the movie, I've done for like two of the ones that I'm going to talk about Mm. tonight or today in this episode. Yeah, whenever (laughs) you happen to be listening. Whenever you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. So you love the book. Did you feel that it was like the movie adaptation was quite close to it? Yeah,
0: I actually wanted to talk about this a bit because I wrote a – bit of a movie review discussion, um, just for the hell of it, really, (laughs) Um, like the day after we saw the movie um, and was just sort of gushing about it. And I actually mentioned probably not incredibly, um, I don't think I really went into it too much, but um, when we saw the movie, um, and if you've seen it, hopefully you'll know what I mean, um, I thought that some of the things that the teachers said were just a bit weird and like, Maybe even a little inappropriate, well, the and I funny was like, "To yeah." yeah. Well, and and the drama teacher, I was just like, "Where did where did this come?" But from? that was, I th-
1: I thought that was really funny. I yeah. loved those bits because it no, kind I'm of not it wasn't appeals funny. to a, an adult well, audience too. Or yes,
0: definitely parents, parents who
1: might be watching with their younger
0: teenagers. Yeah, and I'm pretty yeah. sure that's why. It was and all the like, teenagers, pretty sure it was like why it was written in. But um, I just thought it was a bit odd. Um, and purely on a personal level, the only other thing that really bugged me was that they changed the school musical being performed from Oliver to Cabaret. And I just, I like Oliver. I did Oliver in high school. That was really the only reason for me to be annoyed about that. Um, But then I actually saw it a second time. So the first time I went with Michelle and some of our other friends, and then I went with my family. Um, About a week later, yeah, exactly, a week later. <laughs> um, and I I think I enjoyed it more almost because I was I tried to be out of my head about comparing it to the book or thinking about the fact that they were doing cabaret, not Oliver. Or I even found the teachers funnier. Mm. I was like, oh, yeah, no, nah, this is funny. <laughs> it's not, you know, weird or super inappropriate. I, you know, they wouldn't get fired, but, like, they could probably could use a talking to. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I even enjoyed it more the second time around, which, you know, you can see why so many people have seen people on social media who have seen this movie like six times. Yeah. yeah. Which is.
1: Well, I, especially if I'm going to go and buy all these book things I want to buy, will not be seeing it again at the cinemas because our cinemas are ridiculously overpriced.
0: Yeah, because they have the monopoly because we live in a smallish town. Yeah, and but I will absolutely yeah. see it again when it comes out. Um, I'm going to be honest DVD. with you, my cheapskate personality, you know this about me. Mm-hmm. I saw it twice because when we went and saw it, I was up to a free movie on my loyalty card. <laughs> and the second time I saw it was on Tuesday, so the ticket was 10 bucks. Cheap mm-hmm. Tuesday. Fair enough. Yeah. I think yeah, I wouldn't have paid full
1: price twice because that's just yeah. not who I am. <laughs> yeah, because, like, honestly, full price tickets are, like, $17.
0: Yeah, please be enraged Ridiculous. for us because it's insane.
1: Ridiculous. So <sighs> um, other things about that movie – Yes. Did you love the fact that they had a Hufflepuff thing on Simon's wall? Yes. Oh,
0: actually, I just remembered something else that I was going to mention. So, obviously, Harry Potter things are in, like, all teen movies now because everyone likes Harry Potter and we're at this age. But, um, yes, Simon was a Hufflepuff. There were Hufflepuff things behind. I saw the full set of Harry Potter books on his bookshelf. Oh, I didn't notice that. (laughs) The other thing I saw on his bookshelf the second time I went and saw this movie was the – this is going to be a bit descriptive, but um, where his desk was. The Harry Potter books were on a bookshelf that was like near his wardrobe or something because it was like a different part of the movie that I remember seeing that. But um, there was some shelving around his desk where he's often sitting and typing emails and everything like that to blue. And – at one point, I noticed that a copy of The Upside of Unrequited by Becky Albertalli was on his bookshelf. <laughs> I love that. Which That's is so good, cool. because I was like, I wonder if there's a copy of Simon versus the Homo Sapiens' agenda in there and maybe they, th- they thought that that was too on the nose, but yeah. they put Upside in there. That's so, so cute. I yeah. love that.
1: So I really like the movie, not knowing anything about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, everyone seemed like really great characters. I yeah. just love them so much. And I loved the ending. I was totally, totally like, oh, my God, who's it going to be? It was really, really fun. Yeah, very cute. Yeah, very good movie. Um, Love the way it dealt with, like, the parental aspects and the family
0: stuff. Yeah, I think that was really well done.
1: Yeah, Mm. yeah. And I'm so glad that movies like this exist now for teens who might be going through that and thinking Mm -hmm. am I alone you know and have those fears which I can only assume because it's not my experience so I don't know um I think it's great though that they have films now that reflect that yeah and aren't just showing that
0: straight is the only way yeah and I actually really like the fact that this movie really is about like a normal accepting family because I feel like some of the other examples we get of this kind of situation are like where the person knows that their family will reject them or they live in like a really religious town or you know Mm. or like a a older so therefore set in the past where people are less accepting and yeah you know these are very general statements but um (laughs) something like that where I Simon does acknowledge great. that he has no idea why he hasn't really come out because he doesn't yeah. think anyone will really have a problem with it, but he's just like, but why should I have to? And Exactly. like know, this, just, It's such a good movie. That, I, I just, yeah. it's
1: so, oh, I know I keep saying it. it's such a good movie. It's, it's so good. Great. It's
0: so good. But
1: like seriously, and not, not just for people who might be part of the LGBTI community, mm. but people who are straight too, and who've never had to think about that stuff or yeah. to question it or to to question whether their family would love them if they say, I'm straight. Like I loved that bit in the film. It was I know. so well done. Yeah. And I just think it's it's such a great, great movie. I'm so glad it's out there. I'm so glad it's got the publicity that it has and yeah. the audience that it has. So I think it's wonderful.
0: Yeah, it is wonderful. What's the next movie we're talking about? Do you want to go know. first or should I? Um, oh, I'll go first. Okay. Okay. So the other one, um, a more recent but um, it came out last year, one is The Circle, um, which is based mm, yes. on a book by Dave Eggers. So I we went and saw a movie together. I don't remember what it was. Um, and then we saw the trailer for The Circle. I feel like f- it might have been Jasper Jones, which may have been the reason we did the last book, ad- book adaptations podcast. Actually, you know what? I think it was Jasper <laughs> Jones. Um, anyway, so we saw the trailer mm. for The Circle and I was like, oh, this seems awesome. <gasps> Emma Watson, <gasps> oh, my God. Um, and, <laughs> and then it I, didn't come out here. Yeah, exactly. I went and bought the book and read it. In like May, so like a year in ago, preparation. For in the preparation movie. for the movie coming out in that never June, came here. and it was never released in our local cinema. Cinema in our local cinema. I just can't talk right now. You can say it again if you want. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> so it was never released here. Um, I then just kind of in protest and in you know annoyance, you know, didn't watch it online or, or whatever. Um, Waited, never got added to Netflix, um, a DVD came out and I put it, my mum is adorable and she makes me make a Christmas list even though I'm, you know, in my 20s um, and I didn't get it for Christmas <laughs> and then I bought it <laughs> and watched it um, and it was great, like it was so good. <laughs> And a really good adaptation because – and I think it was probably a good thing that I'd waited a while since reading the Because you weren't comparing as Because away. I wasn't comparing as much, no. Mm. Um, but it was really, really interesting. And the way – I really love how movies now, um, you know, like with texting and social media and, like, things, and they have it, like, you know, on the screen so it, like, comes up and it's, like, next to their face and you can read the text mm. messages or whatever um, – I really love when movies have that element. A one, Another one that comes to mind that does this really well is The Duff. It um, mm-hmm. has, like, you know, videos and, like, gifts and stuff that play next to her um, while you're watching and it's just really done really, really well. Um, and The Circle does this really, really well with different, um, like, at one point in the movie the characters are, like, live streaming, you know, their day-to-day um, or it's, different messages that are coming up or like her KPIs being met, like as a customer service person for the company, you know, all these different things and it's done really well. Um, and the movie is awesome and Tom Hanks is awesome and Emma Watson is awesome and the other guy who's in it who I can't remember his name but he's in Star Wars, he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to guess because I'm totally going to be wrong. Um yeah, it was a really good adaptation. I think you would really like the movie, just like sort of like makes you think kind of thing. I've heard that from people. Yeah, like, I've heard that from people who
1: have read the book. Uh, and yeah, just yeah, say no, you it's would very like the book too, but like movie you know, um, movies half an hour, I, an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I it was actually on the list of movies on the Emirates flight. O- oh really? Overseas, and I kept thinking, "Oh, I'll watch it," but like, I just wasn't in the mood. Yeah. I kind of, I mean, I watched Baywatch and stuff like that. Like, I watched something funny. Baywatch is so good. <laughs> because I just, I, I wasn't in the no, mood for thinking yeah. much. And I did watch one very, very wonderful movie on the plane over, which I think came out at the same sort of time, and that was their finest, and that was like a World War II movie. Oh, cool. So of course, I was like, "Yes, please." And that was beautiful, but that was probably about the extent of my movies wanting to like be dramatic and caring. After that, yeah. I was just like, "Oh, it's a fourteen-hour flight. I don't really want to deal with this." You oh, know? totally. I just want something what, you fun. You know, what movies
0: I watched on the plane when I went to the US in twenty sixteen.
1: I can't remember <laughs> Finding
0: <but>. Dory, <laughs> and like the boss and yeah, like, I watched- Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Like you I know, watched like boss funny Baby. movies. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, I was finishing (laughs) reading my book too, so I wasn't really paying attention. That was was on the way back to Australia. um, And I watched another one with like Morgan Freeman and it's about these old guys who break into a bank. It was great. Oh, yeah. It was really good. That one was really good. Yeah. I really, really like that. I think Jack would like that too. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I definitely do want to watch The Circle.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I think you would really like it. Again, I
1: don't know whether I'm compelled to read the book First, like I think I'm happy watching the movie for that one.
0: Yeah. The, I think ending, I'm just the making ending really slightly changed, but I don't think it affects the movie really that much. It just kind of gives it a slightly different message, which a lot of people have criticised, but I don't really mind, to be honest. Hmm. You can just tell me what the spoiler is. Yeah. Um, I think I'm just making really
1: brutal decisions about Trying not to add too many yeah, books to my like, TBR. To spend your time on. Yeah, because I don't have time, and there are a lot of books that are good books already on my shelf that I haven't read, so I need to make time for them. Mm-hmm. And part of that is just being like, nah, I'm not going to read that yeah. and not feeling like I have to. Yeah,
0: exactly. But that's
1: a discussion for another time. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, your turn. Okay, so uh, one that has been very much talked about a lot. And there is a second season coming out, and Meryl Streep is going to be in it, and that is Big Little Lies. So this is actually adapted from an Australian novel by Leanne Moriarty. And I listened to the audiobook of Big Little Lies and really enjoyed it. It was it was a great audio listen because the narrator was really good. And then, of course, I had to buy the mini-series. And I think having a mini series obviously just gives you so much more potential to explore the characters mm-hmm. and kind of get into it a lot more. And there are a lot of similarities. Um, so if you're not familiar with Big Little Lies, it had super super big name cast. So the three main characters, like the three main mums that the story follows, were Nicole Kidman, Reese Witherspoon. And Shailene Woodley. So it was a big cast. And obviously, Mm -hmm. Meryl Streep is going to be Nicole Kidman's mother in law in the next season. So the next season, I'm really interested to see where it goes because it's obviously beyond the book now. But I think Leanne Moriarty is on. Yeah, she's like a consultant. Yeah, she's like like a consultant or a producer or something. So it's going to be really interesting to see where that goes. But I think the main things I noticed is that. (laughs) Okay, so the book was Australian. And Australian books have a particular feel about them. And I imagined it being set on like maybe the northern shores of Sydney, so quite mm-hmm. affluent. And I've been there so I could imagine what it was like. And then the movie is set in this like American town and they're all, all their homes. Like if you were to have that home in Australia, you would have to be like a multimillionaire. Although to be quite honest, to live on Sydney's north. north Northern Beaches, you probably have to be a multimillionaire anyway, given our property prices. But I always, and I think, who are we saying this with? Is it an interview that we've already
0: aired? I don't remember, but I think it was. I don't think we've aired the interview. No, I don't remember. But we were
1: talking about the fact that Americans in movies always have these mega homes, which are just so out of reality in an Australian setting. And I think that kind of, it just it felt really American. Like it just, it had lost some of the spark that I loved but it was still just as good but it was just a different vibe and it felt a lot darker than, there was still a lot of Australian humour in the book which it felt a lot more dramatic and dark in the movie, sorry, the miniseries. The other thing that I hated about it, absolutely hated about the miniseries, was that they added this totally unnecessary storyline about Shailene Woodley's character owning this gun.
0: And well, that's an Americanization. Exactly.
1: Like I I was like, there was no need for this in the book. Like the book didn't need it. The book was fine because you know what? In Australia, you couldn't have had that gun. Yeah. And at one point she sleeps with it under her pillow and she has dangerous. She has a child in her home. And I'm just like, Are you for real? Like, why is it? It just made me so angry Mm. to see that unnecessary addition in in I just I just was so angry about that and still makes my blood boil especially after all the stuff that's come out about even more school shootings and you know how many shootings there are in America where kids find guns and like shoot themselves or someone else by
0: accident I I just saying this to someone the other day we were just like talking about this generally and I said every time in like an, an American especially like an American movie or TV show where there's like a school shooting because I can probably name about ten TV shows where there's been a school shooting episode, mm. um, and the kid or the teenager or the high school student or the te- or like whatever, it's always my dad's gun. Mm. Then it's like, where is your dad keeping this gun? If they can just get it and bring mm. it to school, like so, is it in the kitchen drawer? Like, oh my, God, I don't. So understand. yeah, the fact that like she like, had we a don't gun, I not just understand because it's not was, our culture, but it's yeah. so
1: yeah. So the fact that she had a gun. And that was added was annoying enough, but then to see her at one point, like with it under her pillow, like no, that is that is not okay. So I felt very strongly about that. But for the most part, I thought each of the actresses played their parts really, really well. Mm-hmm. I loved Nicole Kidman's well, those character. Those are very good. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know, I don't know whether to say this or not because it will be a a little bit of a spoiler if you haven't read the book but then again I think it's already been talked about in the media and that is the fact that Nicole Kidman portrays so well um, or or she seems to portray so well the experience of someone in a a violent relationship Mm -hmm. and I thought that was really, a really, really good element of the film and it kind of shows the way she hides things and the way her life looks perfect from the outside but actually her husband is terrible and yeah, I, I just thought that was that was really well done. And yeah, those three women, amazing, They're so good. I know, oh I I really can't wait to see where this goes. And the fact that Meryl Streep is in yeah, it. Yes. Meryl Streep's a awesome. so, so that's one where I would say read the book as well because it adds a, a sense of aussiness mm. that you don't get with the with the movie. Yeah, so you wouldn't mm. say that
0: that one is necessarily true because of the Australian to American factor?
1: No, because pretty much everything else is the same. It just has a lot of a darker vibe. I don't mm. know. There was just a few bits of Aussie humour. It just it felt so different on screen from how I had pictured it when I was reading it. Mm. But I, it's, like I said, it's good in a in a bit of a different way.
0: Oh, okay, mm,
1: I don't know. It's hard to explain unless you've kind of seen it. And if you have seen it, I'd be interested to know if you thought the same thing, if you've read the book too.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um, One of the other ones I want to talk about um, is one that actually felt exactly the same watching it to reading it, and that is Wonder. Um, You haven't read or seen it, have you? No,
1: actually. I just did an Insta story the other day where I pulled it off my shelf uh, to see if I wanted to keep reading it or not because it was this little challenge that um, the unread shelf challenge mm-hmm. and it was one of like the weekly challenge prompts and that was one I was like yes I will keep this and read it because I know from you that it's really good yes
0: it is you will really like it but um again I'm pretty sure I read Wonder in 2015 um and then the movie came out in like July this last, last year mm-hmm. yeah no that, that seems yeah, too long ago it was around, it was I like have mid no to late last year. It was mid late last year. Um, I have no idea. But it was very, very good. Again, um, as actually I don't know if we did say, but like Love, Simon, the parents are just amazing. <laughs> um, Julie Robertson, Owen Wilson, which mm. I like, Owen Wilson seemed like such an odd Funny choice. choice, yeah. But he was perfect because like <laughs> Owen Wilson just like is the dorky dad that you need, you know, like it was so good. And, um, oh, his sis- like his sister and um, Jacob Tremblay who plays Oggy is very, very good. He's the same actor who played the kid in Room, Oh, uh, you- have yeah. you seen that? Yes. Yeah, if you've watched it now. It. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. I can remember. That's one
1: where I'm not going to bother reading the book. I can tell you that already. Yeah,
0: nah, me either. I mean, I loved it, but. I don't see
1: any need to read the book.
0: Nah, I feel like I got it from the hmm. movie, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I wonder, and oh, I, I it's just beautiful. Like, I don't really know what else to say. Very beautiful, very well done. That's kind of it. <laughs> okay, well, another one
1: which I'm I'm so excited I get to talk about this because I first saw this movie in my final year of high school in 2011 and, like, straight after I went to Big W And the book was on sale and I bought it and then it sat on my shelf, unread for seven years. (laughs) And this year I read it and then I couldn't remember. I was reading it and I was like, I don't remember this film at all except for this one super traumatic event. So the film and the book are called One Day and it basically chronicles the lives of these friends who meet and it, it lands on the same day. Each year. So, oh, cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I think have absolutely you'd love it. no
0: idea what it's about. I've never seen or read it or. Yeah, like, I reckon yeah. you need,
1: I'll lend you the DVD. It's really good. But I did get really emotional at the end. Um, I'm going to maintain it because I got my period. But <laughs> really, it's just like really emotional. It really, it really hit me. I just, this time it just really hit me. And it hit me when I was reading the book too. I was like, no, I know that this bit is coming because that's all I remember from the film. And Yeah, it kind of destroyed me a little bit. Uh, So that is one where I do think overall that the book was better Mm -hmm. because – But do you think the adaptation is true? Oh, I think the adaptation definitely you don't need to read the book, but the book gives so much more depth. There's like whole storylines. I especially felt bad about – so Anne Hathaway plays Emma Morley and I have a bit of a gripe with her being – selected as the actress because even though I love Anne Hathaway, Emma is supposed to be from Yorkshire and Anne's accent is atrocious. Oh, is that? Absolutely atrocious. You cannot tell me there are British actresses who could not have done a better job. I could just, it, it really, it really puts a, put a dampener on it for me because I was like, oh, her yeah. accent was
0: so bad. That's kind of one of those things, hey, but then you've got to think. That and also like, the Yorkshire do you, when accent When did you say that it very... came out, like 2011? 2011. How famous was Anne Hathaway in 2011? You know, like, I mean, she's so famous. But yeah, I like, know, but I don't think. When feel... came out in 2012, she was, like, right about to get an Oscar. She was, like, this is, like, the height of her fame, probably. I know, but I just you feel, know? like,
1: why sacrifice? <laughs> well, there are so many you great, know, great that English. Movie was made ac- now.
0: They probably wouldn't do that.
1: Yeah, that's probably true. Because the Yorkshire accent is very particular as well. And I feel like it's a particularly bad one for me to pick out because I listen to like Jules and Sarah podcasts. They're both northern. Mm. I watch so many TV shows that like heartbeat and stuff set in Yorkshire. It just really stood out to me. I don't think mm. see, if you were to watch it, I think you'd probably probably be fine. Not notice but at for all. me, like because I watch so much British TV, I feel like I have a really like a pretty good understanding for someone who's not British of the different regional accents. And for me I was just like
0: this is so wrong. So the character is supposed to be from Yorkshire and and Anne Hathaway just did like a generic British accent. I think she tried to get some inflections but it just doesn't,
1: it doesn't, Mm. it's so bad. Um, And the guy who plays Dex is, I did some research. So the guy who plays Dex is Jim Sturgis and I really liked him as Dex. I thought he was really good, but what never heard of him. What really infuriated me in the transition from book to movie was that a lot of the stuff that got cut was Emma's storyline, and it just felt really unfair that Emma Mm. was the one to have her a lot of her storyline cut. They cut the whole bit about her ending up being like this really famous author, which is like what she wanted to achieve. They Mm. cut all that sort of stuff and. That was that was a real shame because it just really focused on Dexter a lot more and his like party boy ways and he's an alcoholic at one point and just a bit of a no hoper okay. and all that sort of stuff. So I ju- was just disappointed. It's very beautifully filmed movie though, and it is worth watching. It's mm-hmm. just when you know what's in the book. Yeah, I definitely think the book is better. But, yes, very beautifully filmed. Well, and it was it's fun because it starts off- of
0: like that's exactly what I say about Harry Potter is like, you know, the movies are great and beautiful and amazing. Mm. But, like, if you've read the books, there's just a bit more depth and you yeah. sort of know what, a, bit, a bit more understanding about what's going on. Yeah. Um, whereas the f- can the movie stand on its own because that's the test of an adaptation. Yes,
1: it can stand on but- its own.
0: Because, like, sometimes you watch them would, and you're
1: like, if I hadn't read the book, I would have I would no know. clue what's <laughs> going on, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the fun thing, too, was that it starts off in Edinburgh. And I was like, oh, I've been there. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> oh, I've walked down that street. Like, if yeah, that was really fun, because it was yeah. so obviously Edinburgh and like they walk Arthur's seat and stuff. And I was like, oh, I've hiked that. Like, it was, it. that was a fun little thing. But yeah, definitely a, a beautiful movie to watch by yourself and have the tissues ready at the end. Mm-hmm. And I think you'd like it. Okay. I'm going to make you watch it. It's good. I'm probably going to cry again.
0: Okay. (laughs) Uh, All right. Two other ones that I sort of wanted to mention um, was TV shows, um, which is 13 Reasons Why and A Series of Unfortunate Events. Um, Now, 13 Reasons Why, I – watched when it was added to netflix and everyone was going on about it and it was like insane and everyone was you know making memes about like oh welcome to your tape even though she only says it like once in the whole show <laughs> um and oh it was amazing i Catherine langford is so good mm. and like she was really really good in love simon as well and she has the best hair <laughs> like she has really cool hair anyway um 13 reasons why i have not read i don't know if i've want to read it mm. i kind of think i've got the storyline I, I haven't really heard that much about it being you know untrue from the book or mm. you know pretty much heard like it, that it's good so i'm kind of i'm content with that especially if they're gonna aren't they doing a season two which i don't understand I don't um but it might be like
1: a big little lies situation where it was so good they can i don't,
0: I don't know. know they might just be i'm not sure what's happening there um but that is another sort of big popular one that was really really good um then a series of unfortunate events i got a box set of the first second third and twelfth book what of the series <laughs> well it's like i don't know weird i don't know i think it's one of those things that so you buy all the ones in between i don't know seems very odd but that's mm-hmm. what i got um from one of my aunts or my grandmother or something for christmas when i was like nine years old i don't know i've never read them they are pretty because they've got like jagged edges and stuff. Yeah, I I've never those. read them, and at this point, like I, reading them at Are twenty-one, really to, like no, like I'm not going to send those books back out into the world. And I probably should, place. but um, I when the first series of a series of unfortunate events came out on Netflix, I watched the first four episodes or something. I think I think I watched the episodes for the first three books, which I think is either. Might be six episodes. Although to be honest, I just watched them yeah, with my younger brother. Yeah, because they had two episodes per, per book, book, which I don't know. By are that you going to say
1: that you didn't watch it again
0: after that? I, d- I stopped watching. I. By oh, that point, I, I was like, they have dragged this out. Um, it was so boring. It was a bit boring, yeah. And and also, I actually really love Jim Carrey. In oh, see, this like, is where I we differ. I love the dinosaur.
1: I love the dinosaur bit.
0: <laughs> I'm not saying that I don't. I like the movie. Um, I do prefer. I definitely prefer Neil Patrick Harris over Jim Carrey. I'm not a huge Jim Carrey fan. Mm. Um, not nothing compared to you, you Michelle. Um,
1: oh, however, I don't know. I wouldn't say like I'm a huge fan. I appreciate a couple of his movies. Yeah, like the old ones. Like the Truman Show is good.
0: Oh yeah, I like the Truman Show. But I don't know. I think Jim Carrey kind of got ruined for me after my younger brother just watched Ace Ventura and The Mask yeah, too much. I, yeah. Um. But anyway. I think I preferred Neil Patrick Harris's um Count Olaf. And, which but I just the really, episodes
1: were just so, they were just so boring long and long. So
0: long. I don't think they needed a whole episode per book. It was A whole two episodes. A whole two episodes per, per book, book, I mean, yeah. Like it just seemed to be much Especially so, as they're so repetitive. Exactly. Like, so ugh. at this point I am not gonna finish watching the first season, I'm not gonna watch the second season, and I'm not gonna read the books. Mm. So yes. well a movie that i
1: watched and adored it's now one of my top favorite films ever mm-hmm. brooklyn
0: with um i have still not seen that Cyrus. you know i own the dvd but i haven't what? watched it yeah it's like the best i it's so so beautiful yeah i know i need to watch
1: it i just i just haven't so the person who plays eilish the main
0: girl is seisha thank you
1: Searsha right Ronan. Ronan. Yeah,
0: that's how you pronounce that. Okay. Thank you, Cecilia Ahern, for naming one of your characters that and explaining it. How do you say it? Searsha. Searsha. And this is before she was in – what's the other
1: one that she's – oh, the uh Ladybird, is it? That yeah, Lady Bird only came out this year. Yeah, yeah, so I loved her in Brooklyn and – same as with one day. I watched it at the movies and went to Kmart and bought the movie version. And this is one of the rare instances where the movie cover, I think, is better than the original, too. Oh, really? It's a really beautiful, beautiful shot of her with the Brooklyn Bridge in the background. It's gorgeous. Anyway, I've been, you know, it's been on my shelf for a couple of years since I watched the movie. Like four? When did the movie no, come like out? No, like
0: two. Two? Oh, Maybe okay. three.
1: This is the third year. It's been like three years since it came out. So not as bad as One Day, but I just started reading it now partly because we're going to Ireland so I thought it might be nice to read some of the Irish literature I have on my shelf and it's just beautiful so far. Quite So far it's I would say true to the movie except that the movie obviously speeds things up a lot so the movie she – you know, it's set, it's organised for her to go to New York quite quickly. So if you're not familiar with the story, an Irish girl moves to New York in the 1950s. It was a very big, big time for immigration and it was kind of her prospect for a better life mm-hmm. and then she falls in love with someone over there but then she has to go home for family reasons and she sort of falls in love with someone back home too and it's kind of that decision like do I forge my way in, in this Island new or world or do I stay America. home? Yeah, yeah so... Do I take the chance and leave everything I know behind or do I come home and leave this man who I truly love behind for something safe? Mm. It's a really beautiful film. So I think I'm enjoying the fact that it's stretched out more. It's more about the village life and stuff obviously than is allowable in the film because it just speeds it up a bit. But that is another beautifully filmed movie and you really should watch it.
0: I know I should. I'm it's sorry. Gorgeous.
1: Yeah. So beautiful. It's like a really nice romantic movie when you're like in the mood to watch something and just like
0: wine and chocolate and yeah. <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Um, this has actually worked out well. We didn't su- – I mean, we did plan this episode, but we didn't plan the order of things we were going to talk about and it has kind no, of worked it because – The last one I was going to mention very quickly is a book that – well, a book, a movie that I very recently watched, which is also very romantic and nice, um, that is Everything, Everything, um, which was added to Netflix, so I've watched it. Um, I have not read the book or anything else by Nicola Yoon, for that matter. Um, So I – I mean, I'd seen the trailer for Everything, Everything, so I was like, oh, the girl's, like, really, really sick, and then she falls in love with the boy next door. Next door, it may not have been released I don't here. I think it did. I was trying to remember that, and I don't think it was released here. It wasn't as huge as some of the other YA ad- adaptations we get, um, but very well loved still. Um, I really enjoyed the movie because it went in a completely different direction than I thought. Okay. Um, it com- I'm not gonna. I can't explain why. No, I want to com- watch it. It now. would completely spoil the ending. Mm. But like, it's one of those movies where you like you're what you watch it. And you think that the story is going to go a certain way mm. and then it just flips. <laughs> and I was like, this is so cool. And it was very, very good. Um, and it was really good actually to watch after I'd seen Love, Simon because Nick Robinson is the same actor so he was in this movie beforehand. Yeah. Um, and it was very cute because the actress is, um, oh, I forget her name, but it was the same actress who played Rue in The Hunger Games. so so cute um yeah so do you want to read the book i'm not sure i haven't quite made up my mind about that yet maybe if you see it at the library like one yeah. of those you might not necessarily I'd rush probably, out and buy it. i'd probably pick it up for like a holiday read or hmm. something like a beach read because i also know what's going to happen now yeah. unless they changed <laughs> from the book drastically but i don't really know so yeah
1: um yeah super quickly to wrap up are there any books that you've read recently that you would like to see turned into movies
0: yes the upside of unrequited by <laughs> becky albatali they should just like i would second just that get her screenwriting everything <laughs> um and the other one which is actually got the movie rights sold is genuine fraud by e lockhart which Ooh. to be so cool i think lionsgate has the rights um and if i remember correctly because i googled it quickly before this um Lena Dunham is involved in adapting it or producing it or something it, (laughs) Um, so that's going to be pretty cool. Pretty Uh. cool. (laughs) Well, a couple of mine like
1: that are already being made into movies, so I'm really excited for How to Stop Time, Mm -hmm. which Benedict Cumberbatch is, I think, producing and starring in. Oh, cool. And – I recently read Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine and I think Reese Witherspoon's production company have got the rights to that.
0: So oh, awesome. that
1: should be really good. Um, the other two that I read recently that I think would make really beautiful adaptations are actually White Night by Ellie Marnie. Yeah,
0: that would be a cool would be movie. a really good one. Hey, that'd be like a real. I mean, Cause it's that, that would be kind really silly to say, but like you know, like those Aussie movies and they're like set in like the yes. small town. I was just going to say like it'd be a really good Aussie movie. A real. I mean, it's an Aussie book, but no, yes, yeah, it'd be it really would, good. It would really good. have to be Australian made. Yes, because it'd be it's really so good
1: Aussie yeah, movie. you have to make it in the bush and I just love it. Yeah. And then the other one is The Lace Weaver by Lauren Cheater, which was that would be really our last actually. episode. I just think that that would yeah, be a gorgeous movie. Yeah. Be really or a gorgeous like miniseries even.
0: Yeah, it would make a good mini series. Like you know, actually. like The
1: Crown and that sort yeah. of high level of production yeah. would be amazing. Yep. It would make a yeah. good mini-series. And if you want to see why, go back and listen to last week's episode where we talked to Lauren about the book because oh, it was still it was so beautiful. I love it. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love historical fiction.
0: Oh. <laughs> okay, that was a really good chat. Yeah, um,
1: I loved that. Now I'm going to go back to work. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm going to go home and eat dinner. Um, real, Yeah, I haven't done that either. <laughs> real quick reminder, everybody, Better Words Book Club, Neverland by Margot McGovern, um, Twitter chat April twenty seven. Um, look out for the time and everything on our social media. Using the hashtag. BW Book Club. Thank you. And you can find us at Better Words Pod um, on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Follow us, please. Um, also, please rate, review, subscribe, all those things. Um, please leave a rating and a review. We would love, we'll read them out if you leave us one <laughs> and we'll like give you a shout out. Yeah, we
1: love you for listening. Thank you so much. And let us know what movie adaptations we should check out next for the the third installment of this in like another six months.
0: Yeah, (laughs) we can keep going with this. It's good. (laughs) Bye. Bye.